0: The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Today on our initial podcast, we're going to talk to the executive director of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association, Renee Mancino, but we're going to start back at the beginning. Born and raised in Northeast Ohio. Graduated from the University of Akron. As a child growing up, were you involved in harness racing in any way?
1: I was involved first in thoroughbred racing. My dad trained thoroughbred racehorses in Northeast Ohio and Pennsylvania, New York. And then in his words, he was tired of the jockeys having all the control over his business. So he decided to go into harness racing where he could drive and train himself. And I was in junior high school when I transitioned over with him to Standard bred Racing, mainly in Northeast Ohio. Okay.
0: Now, you graduated from University of Akron. What's a Buckeye doing going to Nevada?
1: Well, this Buckeye fell in love, unfortunately, with a horse trainer who decided that he was going to go into casino gaming because at the time... Uh, that he decided to go into casino gaming, there were all kinds of different tax changes and and things that had happened in the horse racing industry proper that weren't very favorable. And he said, I'm never going to really make it, if you will, in the horse racing industry, even though I love it, and he decided to go out to Las Vegas.
0: You know, the wildest thing, in everybody's life, you come to wise in the road. You can go left, you can go right, and hopefully you make the right uh, change and re- go the right direction. It seems like you did because out in Las Vegas, it it seemed like you did everything.
1: Well, I did do everything, and it was very beneficial based off of the background that I had in horse racing here in Ohio and the experience level. You didn't traditionally see that in Las Vegas at the time that I moved out there. So I was able to really move up quickly in the ranks. And on the, you know, on the why in the road comment, Roger, I've got to say my life has been Z, zigzag, (laughs) up, down, you know, do what you need to do and go where you need to go in order to continue to build on your you know, skill set and also continue to move forward in your career.
0: A little off the wall. In your resume, it says, the battle of the female bookies?
1: Yes, that's correct. <laughs> you don't have very many women in sports wagering in Las Vegas. And so every year they would have various different, whether it was for NCAA or for the NFL or whatever it was, they'd have all the women in race and sports get together and we'd have battle of the bookies, if you will, where it was a season long competition. And, you know, the the unfortunate circumstances, the closest to the top I ever got was third. But... You know, it was a lot of fun. It was mainly for publicity and, you know, just to get a little bit more interest in and out and around um, regarding, you know, sports wagering.
0: It sure jumps out, though, in your resume.
1: I know. Battle of the Bookies, female Bookies, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. Back to Ohio.
1: I am absolutely thrilled to be back in Ohio. So, this will be my fifth year. That I've um, lived in and around the Columbus area Pri- primarily prior. I was in Northeast Ohio. I, I love the Columbus area. Uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and she was one of the major major reasons that we decided to relocate back to the Midwest. It's it's much more family friendly, and there and you know the industries, if you will, gaming and racing, both are much more respectful of family time in the Midwest. So that was the reason.
0: As executive director. You oversee a very fast and growing harness racing industry. You're on the way up. Ohio has come back to be number one. What does it mean to Ohio horsemen about being at the top of the ladder for the Buckeye State?
1: I think for the Ohio horsemen, what it means is security. The Ohio horsemen can rely on what is going on in the state of Ohio and feel confident that they're going to not only stay at number one, but they're going to get longevity, if you will, out of their businesses and their careers. Mm -hmm. These are small businessmen who are looking to just continue to prosper within the marketplace, and there's no better place to prosper in horse racing and harness racing right now than in Ohio.
0: A lot of people forget the racing industry is really all about agriculture.
1: That's correct. It is all about agriculture. In Ohio, with the 66 racing fairs, we have a footprint and a presence in a significant number of counties with harness horsemen on the ground daily, with commerce, with everything that goes with racing, training, and breeding harness horses. We have the number one breeding industry nationwide in Ohio the number of stallions that stand in Ohio are unmatched as compared to any other state. The number of foals produced, the number of registered owners, Ohio's number one in all of those categories for five years running. And that's a pretty significant thing seeing as we have the grassroots 66 fairs in all of the counties and we have 71 breeding farms in 33 counties in Ohio. So you can't go into a county in Ohio and not see a harness racing presence.
0: This past weekend, I went to Canada for the Anthony McDonald, the stable. There were 63 yearlings, of which 21 were Ontario breds. But there were 17 Ohio breds of those 63. Renee, that speaks volumes for Ohio.
1: And, and I would have to say in regards to the stable.ca here in Ohio, we love them. They have been a pretty major presence in the last couple of years, purchasing yearlings, racing Ohio sired standard breds, and they've had great success. It's just a, a really excellent example of what you can do if you're committed like Anthony McDonald is.
0: What about gaming in Ohio? How does it stock up with other states?
1: Ohio's an industry leader in not just the Midwest, but nationwide as well in gaming proper. The way that gaming is structured here in Ohio is very favorable for an operator, and it's also conducive to prevent market saturation. We're hoping with sports wagering, on the horizon, that we continue to see the same sort of very thoughtful and concerted expansion that doesn't hinder other, you know, other things as a, for example, the horse racing and harness racing. Uh, you know, there is a finite amount of money that everyone has for entertainment and it only can stretch so thin. So, Ohio has shown versus other states where they've just gone, if you will, hog wild and expanded without much thought. You know, a lot of thought and concern for the existing businesses and small businesses like our horsemen in the state of Ohio.
0: With four tracks and 67 fares, it has to pay dividends with the state legislature, with so much involvement statewide.
1: It does help to promote harness racing in the legislature, and I have a very active colony of horsemen that are always reaching out to the legislators, even without our assistance. Um, They're very proactive. I have quite a few other members that are proactive in other member associations that are closely affiliated to us, like the Farm Bureau. The Ohio Farm Bureau, we're a partner with, and we consider that a very valuable partnership. Um, And we have quite a few of our members that are also members of the Farm Bureau Association, including those that are delegates and on their board. So it is just an agricultural grassroots effort in the state of Ohio.
0: What does the future hold for horsemen in the Buckeye State?
1: Uh, Like I said prior, the future holds security and longevity. We are looking not only to continue to be number one in all the different categories of harness racing, we're looking to do things that no other association and or state program does. We've never been followers. We've always looked to do things outside the box, and that's essentially what we're going to continue to do going forward.
0: You were on the board of the California Harness Horseman's Association?
1: Yes, I was, I was a California horseman, I guess you would say, from 2006 until 2014. I was on the board On the CHHA for I believe uh six of those years I did two terms I was vice president California for all of its uh issues modernly is is really a very standard bread centric state and the the participants in California are all in it because they love it you know and that includes Ben Kenny and Chris Schick with Golden Bear Racing at Cal Expo. It's just a a really phenomenal place to race.
0: Minnesota, you helped to get harness racing off the ground at Running Aces.
1: That's correct. When um, I was asked or actually tasked with the um, consulting attorney's position with the state of Minnesota, they had just hired a straight corporate attorney from 3M as the head of the executive director, if you will, of the Minnesota Racing Commission. And he brought me in for subject matter specific things, medication and testing, um, you know, appeals, trying to make sure that everything that was subject matter specific that he may not have gotten in the corporate legal world uh, was up to par in the way that it, it should be. It was an excellent opportunity, and, you know, I really appreciated the opportunity to go out there and do that in addition to the the representation that I did with horsemen individually in other states. I had done that as well. I did some work in New York with the workers' comp to try and straighten things out with um, the horse and racing industry because workers' comp is such a huge issue in horse racing everywhere, you know, insofar as the cost is concerned.
0: There must be some free time with being a mother, a wife. What do you do when it's not racing.
1: I end up going other places and watching horse racing. Unfortunately, Roger, <laughs> I really don't. The hours that are free—that's like a statement that doesn't really apply in my in my vocabulary because you know I enjoy what I do, and you know when you enjoy what you do, what you do, you're not working. You know, it's for me, it's fun. So, you know, I I go to Canada. I go to Woodbine Mohawk. You know. I go to the Meadowlands for the Hambo every year. That's one of my, you know, constants. When I lived in Nevada, I came back for the Little Brown Jug every year. That was a, a constant, even when I'd have my daughter and a baby carrier. So that is what I do.
0: Life and harness racing. If you love it, it's not work.
1: I would agree 100% with that statement, Roger.
0: And that. Is the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association Executive Director, Rene Mancino? Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association.